Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Y, that's code W-H-Y-Y, for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of The Why with Dwayne Wade. Now, I wanted to start this podcast because I'm retired from basketball and I have nothing to do. That's the first lie I told. I have so many things going on and so many things to do, but I thought it would be very important uh, for me um, as someone who's curious and someone who wants to learn to have an opportunity to learn from people that I admire, uh, people that I I feel like are goats of their sports, uh, people that are goats in their field. Um, but just people who have interesting, inspirational um, things going on in life. And so I'm used to being on that side, but now I'm on this side. And so I kind of get to control the conversations. And I want it to be exactly that. I don't want it to be interview. I want it to feel like a conversation, some with friends, um, some with people that you might see me googly out over or Meyer. Um, but just really a conversation that goes back and forth um, about what it takes to be successful, about what motivated you, uh, about what your dogs eat, anything that we want to cover, I want to be able to talk about it. So as you guys see behind me, I was able to have a lot of successes in life. And I highlight my three NBA trophies, not because I'm only a narcissist, um, but because when you understand what goes into winning one trophy, um, and then you get to see two, you get to see three. I think you have a little bit more uh, respect for, you know, the individual that individuals that are part of that team. And so hopefully some of these conversations that we have with some greats, some great minds can give you a little bit more insight and a little bit more background on what it takes to have a trophy and not just in sports, um, in life. How do you get to that that level that that top level that we all try to find. So when I first went to my team and sat down and said, hey, I think I'm ready to start having conversations. Um, I want to start my own podcast. Um, I had an idea in my mind at the time of what the name was going to be. And my first name that I came up with was Pantheon. And I, I, I came up with Pantheon because I was like, I want to sit down with, with, with great minds. I want to sit down with goats and you know the people who are at the top of what they do. And we went with that. My first episode, I got a chance to sit down with those individuals that, to me, are pantheons. I got a chance to sit down with Dirk, Tony, Powell um, at the Hall of Fame and talk about being a pantheon. But as I as I kept going, I, I started to think I was like, ah, man, I want this to be more conversation. And so I went with 
you know what? How about conversation with Dwayne Wade? That was my second episode. I mean, that was my second name, a conversation with Dwayne Wade. I was like, that's easy. That's point blank. That's period. But it didn't feel like enough. It didn't feel like something that um, that I wanted this podcast to represent. And so we end up going with the why with Dwayne Wade. And the reason it's called the why is because my name is spelled D-W-Y-A-N-E. But for some reason, no matter if I was in grade school or no matter if I was at the Hall of Fame, I still see my name spelled D-W-A-Y-N-E. And so I want everybody to get the why right. Uh, but also outside of that, I want to talk about your why. I want to talk about why you get up every day to do what you do. Um, I want to get into people's reasoning and their why. And, and, some, and it goes all over the place. Sometimes my why is my family. Sometimes my why is because someone said something to me or they yelled something to me. Whatever your why is, I want to get to that. And so the why podcast with Dwayne Wade, it fits not only everything that I've grown up dealing with, with the misspelling of my name and the misplacement of the why, but also really been intrigued to why we all do the things we do. Episode one was very special to me. We recorded it back in August. And it was the day before we were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, as you guys understand and know about that time, it's an emotional time. You have all your family in town. It's a lot going on. And to be able to sit down and have this conversation with Tony Parker, uh, Powell Gasol, and Dirk Nowinski um, about our battles versus each other, um, about our family, about what makes us and what, and what made us great, about what we're doing after the game, uh, about those competition, those moments, uh, whether we were talking about the Olympics in 08, whether we were talking about the 06 finals, and y'all know Dirk and I had to get a little personal on the 06 finals, um, or whether we were talking about just moments that we've watched as fans of each other, and, um, and also, too, sharing moments about our brotherhoods throughout the NBA, not just on our team, but throughout the things that connects us. Um, and so conversations that has never been discussed with athletes was discussed on the Y podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode as much as I did making it. Episode one of the Y with Dwayne Wade. It is Hall of Fame weekend. We are live at the Mohegan Sun. And I'm honored to be joined by three of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> hey. everybody. Thank you. Four-time NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, six-time NBA All-Star, Tony Parker. Welcome yes. to the Pentagon. Thank you. Two-time NBA champion, six-time NBA All-Star, Powell Gasol. Welcome hey. to the Pentagon. Thank you. 14-time NBA All-Star, sixth on the NBA all-time scoring list, one-time NBA champion. We'll get to that later. That's, <laughs> Dirk and the Wins. That doesn't sound good. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. To the Pantheon. That, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> All right, fellas. Let's get into this. As we sit here, um, we're one day away from getting those Hall of Fame jackets. Pal, I'll start with you first. Okay. What does this moment mean to you? I guess it's a culmination, right? It's kind of like um, the icing on the cake, which, you know, is crazy to, to think about. Um, but um, to me, what's really special, it's, I mean, basketball is a team sport. We wouldn't be here, you know, if our teams that we were a part of, our teammates, our, our people around us didn't help us um, and do our job and, and perform at the highest level. So, uh, you know, to, 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 build, to go together in a, in a class with four guys, with three guys here, that I've, my, my career has been very parallel to, to all of yours in, 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 in a way. Um, you know, it's super special. Super special. I'm ready, I'm ready to put that jacket. Hopefully it will fit, the, the jacket. <laughs> you know, to have my, my parents here, uh, you know, I, I wanted them to, to, to put that jacket on me. They it brought me to this world, and, uh, you know, that'll be very special. 
Um, so, you know, just try to take it all in, as I told you earlier today on the golf course. So, kind of take it in, enjoy it, share it with, you know, with amazing people that, uh, you know, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're tied forever at a higher level. I mean, this doesn't get much, much better than this. Yeah. Tony? Kind of the same thing. Um, going through the process right now and writing the speech, uh, it, it's been a, a crazy um, mix of emotion. Uh, I feel very nostalgic. Um, I'm having my, my whole French mafia, you know, they all came, you know, I have a lot of people. So sorry for all the French, French people. Mafia. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of them <laughs> this weekend. They all flew in. Just le like to see like all the love, all the people that supported me uh, through my whole career and uh, to basically uh, celebrate all together one more time. Uh, felt like a, it's like, um, like I feel blessed Um, we've been watching like old games and watching finals games and it's funny to go through those memories again and uh, and to be all together and, and to share that with them that's very important to me I'm like you pa I'm very close to to my family close to my to my brothers and uh, everybody uh, everybody is here and I have a lot of connection with all of you guys uh, Dirk I went to your jersey retirement and Power, we played together in the Spain, uh, Spain, France rivalry. The way we played twice in the finals, and uh, I'm gonna say it again. I can't believe you're the favorite player of my little brother, but it's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just been an unbelievable journey, and uh, I feel very lucky to be here. And I've never thought somebody like me will experience something like the Hall of Fame. I dream about the NBA. I dreamt about being the first European point guard to make it in the NBA. But the Hall of Fame is a whole another level. Yeah. So you've been watching old film to see how good you were? Is that, is that no? No. I was. <laughs> I just. <laughs> no, I knew I was good, but <laughs> I still get mad when I miss shots and teardrops. I was like, it's funny. Like you watch games and yeah. uh, like my dad. You know, my dad when he watch games, he's like a boxer. You know, he's like moves like this. You know, he watch the game and like you know we can't do anything about this game. Right. Too late. Like, it happens like, already. Like, it happens yeah. already. Definitely. But it was funny though to go through those feelings. Definitely dark. Yeah, just super, super excited, super anxious now a little bit. The last few weeks were uh, leading up to it now. I, you know, I feel a little, at night I wake up, I got certain things go through my mind. I reflect, I got parts of my speech, you know, that I'm trying to all of a sudden in the middle of the night and I can't sleep for an hour. So I'm ready to get this going, uh, get this weekend going. Everybody's arriving today. I have a huge crew, huge family coming from from Germany as well. So Yeah, just uh, just excited really uh, to get this going and, and have some fun with with everybody that's here and it's it's an honor. This is an amazing class, as all you guys said, and I'm so uh, so humbled to be a part of it. So uh, let's get this started. I know uh, I know it's your show, D, but I have a question <laughs> right away. I have a question. I'm sorry. Uh, do, did you realize? Do you realize that you're all of Framer? And if not, when do you think you're going to realize you're all of Framer? Uh, I think it's going to take a while to set in. Um, I mean, I'm sure we all, right, we all had a dream to play the game of basketball. We wanted to play in the NBA because it was the, it was the best league. Our favorite players um, in, in America for you guys and here for me were playing. And my, I was having a conversation with my father, and my father told me, he was like, you know, I always dreamed of my son going to the NBA, but I never dreamed of greatness. How do you, how do you dream of greatness? And to be able to sit here and to be here this weekend, like this is a level of greatness that I never imagined that I would be able to experience. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going, I'm like you guys, I've been going through all emotions. I ain't been sleeping. This speech has been <laughs> the bane of my existence. <laughs> like, I can't wait to get this speech out the way so we can move on and have a good time. Sure, but sure. uh, never thought I'd be sitting here being called a Hall of Famer. So. I feel like, uh, like uh, when I'm going to walk the steps, You go. <laughs> and, and be in front of you guys that I'm really going to realize okay, that's the I'm moment a, I'm a Hall of Famer yeah that's the I'm, moment I, like just walking those steps it, it puts me back when I was uh, uh, like just drafted you know you walk those steps and you just got drafted and you're like man I'm going to the NBA I, right. I got drafted uh, that's how I hope it will make the same same feeling you know when I walk those steps and uh, become a Hall of Famer yeah that's that's when it gets real that's when it gets real alright listen So we started at the Hall of Fame. I want to take it back to the beginning. So young Dirk, who did young Dirk <laughs> want to be? 
Well, first, actually, my first role model was my dad. He was mm -hmm. a sports guy. He's played handball in, in Europe. Uh, so I, I started actually playing handball ever since I can remember. Uh, then I played tennis. I was a decent tennis player. So I wanted to be like Boris Becker, you know, boom, boom, Becker. You guys remember him, a uh, legend. <laughs> shout, uh, out. shout out to, uh, to my guy. Um, and so those were some of my first uh, sports heroes. And then I didn't start really basketball until I was about 12, 13, a little late. And then that was just around the 90s uh, when, when Michael Jordan took over. And so I was diehard Bulls fan. You know, back in the days, there was no internet. You couldn't really catch them in the game. So all the, the, the league was promoting was usually the Bulls. So we caught like one or two games live uh, every once a week or twice a week. And uh, it was usually the Bulls. So I was a diehard Pippen fan, loved his versatility. Uh, and, and loved MJ. I mean, he was he was the goat uh, for me of all time. And then uh, those were yeah, I was a diehard Chicago Bulls fan, and uh, loved loved Charles Barkley later on too. He's actually the reason uh, I played with number eleven when I started basketball because uh, my dad had eleven in handball. And then when I saw Charles in the '92 Olympics at number fourteen, I actually switched my number to fourteen because I loved I loved Charles as well. So so those were some of my first uh, first idols when I got going. So if I'm thinking about Charles Barkley game, I'm thinking athleticism. I'm thinking post up, <laughs> yeah. you know, banging people. Not thinking what, about me. Why? Why uh, Charles Barkley? I don't know. I love this intensity, man. I loved. Uh, he was undersized, but what, what a beast, man! He was a beast. Unbelievable how he how he got it done there, and so so explosive. I mean, uh, I love watching athletic plays, even though that wasn't really my game. But, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that was definitely something that, that caught my eye, and he was just so, so explosive. It was fun to watch. Yeah, he was. He was. Powell, who did young Powell want to be? Uh, uh, my, I think my guy growing up was uh, Tony Kukoc. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was able to um, call him, and he accepted the honor to be my presenter. Um, you know, growing up, in, in Europe, he was the kind of the guy that stood out for me. He had he was very versatile. Mm -hmm. Even though he was a lefty, I was I played small forward until I was 18, 19 years old because I was so skinny, and um, you know I kind of I felt more comfortable out, outside, and I didn't fully grow up to the you know to the seven one frame that I that I turned out to be. So Tony was you know the guy obviously that he went and joined the Bulls. Mm -hmm. The ninety two Olympics had a big impact. He was the the guy, the European guy, you know that uh, was up and coming. And uh, you know so uh, he had and then obviously the Bulls and MJ and all that also had an, an effect. But yeah, Tony was kind of like the guy that I wanted to emulate and kind of follow the steps. And um, you know he inspired me to you know. To, to, be, to try to be an, another or get to the NBA and, and, and follow that path. Yeah. Tony, your dad is from Chicago. Shout out. Shout out to it's Chicago. 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 Right. Chicago. Um, town. So who did young Tony want to be? So me, a little bit uh, like you. Yeah. Uh, my favorite player was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, my dad's from Chicago. We were huge Bulls fans. And so... Uh, yeah, I had posters of him. <laughs> <laughs> My room. I remember being 10 years old and being in Monaco. And uh, I went to the game, uh, the dream team. They played uh, France uh, for a friendly game before going to Barcelona for Olympics. And I was one of those kids who will go down and, and go watch it. Uh, France lost by 50, but, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> that's not game. it was my first time. Yeah, that's that not I, bad. That was routine. <laughs> that was routine yeah, right not too bad. <laughs> And so I was just super excited to see uh, uh, my idol. And uh, that's why I wear the number nine because of Michael Jordan. You know, at the time in Europe, you know, you can only have numbers, you know, for the 15. So you couldn't get 23. So I'd be pissed when I was a kid. I was like, why you can't get 23? Why that role only for the 15? You know, like I didn't understand that role. And I wanted 23. And so when he played in the Olympics and he had nine, I was like, oh, I'm going to play with nine. <laughs> oh, you were good. You got to pick your number yeah. when you was young? Yeah. Oh, I just got thrown yeah. a jersey. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you got I got lucky. Pick. I got lucky. But uh, you're right. But that's why some of my jerseys, I, 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 it's not nine, you know, growing up because then I was the little one. I was the rookie. So you can't choose your number. Right, so, okay. so some of my jerseys are not nine, but most of the time they were nine. So we talk about Michael Jordan. Obviously, I think all of us, we grew up, we're, we're roughly around the same age. So we grew up in the era of, you know, who would probably be our GOAT. Who is the European GOAT? Tony, who would be the European GOAT for you? Which, what was that player that you would look at and say, this is a European GOAT? Either when you were young, or even now, 
Who is that person? My my European goat is Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Uh, I think I think he's the European goat. You know. Then it's uh, very debatable with Powell because <laughs> Powell won so much, you know, at mm-hmm. the European level. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true, D. I wish sometime Pau Gasol was not born. I would have won <laughs> a lot more gold medals and a lot sooner. Uh, but to me, it's debatable. And, and, and what you take in consideration if you take the NBA or, or European. So I will go with one A and one B. Okay. You know? Uh, and I say that sincerely because no disrespect to the to the older guys, but uh, when we all came, you know, in the league, that was the first time that with Dirk and Powell, you had NBA franchises started to believe that we can have a European player as our franchise player, and Dirk was the first one to 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 do that, like to be the franchise guy. Yeah. And then Powell with Kobe, then me with Timmy and Manu, and then now you have a lot of European guys who are their franchise guys. But Dirk uh, paved that way for for us as Europeans. My thing was to become the first European point guard, but franchise is that's Dirk, and uh, and I'll see him like in front Thank of him, you. like like sure, yeah. like all the discussions every time we talk, you know, with Europeans. Like any interviews you'll see of me, I always say Dirk. <laughs> Dirk, you agree with that? No, I'm, not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. No, that's a tough question. That's I a tough appreciate question. it. Uh, but, Dirk, my question to you would not be if you agree if you were the GOAT. But what are your feelings on I think I knew Tony was going to say that, by the way. I knew he was going to say he was, the, he was the GOAT, and I knew he was going to say he was second. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys feel about Giannis and Jokic and these, these young guys? Because, to me, you guys are the first wave of European superstars. Not, not good players, not even great players, but superstar players. So what do you guys feel about, and I'm asking this question because in America, it's a different battle between the next GOAT, right? Everybody's always, no one wants nobody to surpass them sometimes. How do you guys feel about this next wave of European players that are, that are amazing players? I'm actually more proud watching them, honestly. Um, you know, I all, we all know records are there to be broken and uh, stuff always happens. Somebody always comes along who's, who's better and, and does better things or does more, is more athletic. I mean, it, it just happens. That's life. So I'm actually proud watching these guys. I mean, I see Luca every day, the stuff he does, and uh, he'll be in the conversation for a long, long time. Uh, what Giannis no, is doing. Luca is no Dirk. No. No, sorry. Really? No. Uh, He's, my he's personal well on opinion. His way. He's Just well my on personal his way. opinion. He's, he's well he's on no his dirt. way. He's <laughs> say he's well on his way. <laughs> he's well on his way. Uh, and then Jokic, what he's been doing in this league and dominating, and uh, and now he won his ring. So I'm proud watching these guys, and hopefully they can uh, they can have amazing careers from here on out. And I'm, the whole goat debate is always tough. You know, yeah. um, we go back and forth all the time. It's different eras. You know, I was a big Shrimp was one of my idols who had a great career. There was a Drajan Petrovic. You mentioned Kukoc. All these uh, Sabonis actually before he got hurt was was an unbelievable player. Unbelievable. And unfortunately, he blew his knees out, and we never actually saw the best Sabonis. But he would have been maybe even the goat of, of Europe. So. It's always tough. Uh, it's it's fun for debating, but we unfortunately we'll we'll never know. But it's it's amazing that I'm uh, obviously we're all in this conversation, and it's uh, that's already uh, humbling to me. Yeah, Tony, why is I mean obviously Luke is very early in his career. We don't know what the end results would be, but why today do you say he's no Dirk? Why why that? Because for me to be in the conversation, you have to win a championship. First. Oh well, so that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, but. It, I love goat debate. I have goat debates with my brothers, with my friends all the time. Yeah. It's like boat conversation. You know? it's, <laughs> it's like, like you're always like we're debating and debating. And to me, because I won a championship, I'm like, if you don't understand what it takes to win a championship, I don't think you should be in a goat debate. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, t- to me, what I would add to that is also, um, I think it's important so much about the debating of who's the goat or who's you know we we have played in there are different eras we i think what we can be really proud of is that we raised the level and i think that that's what you want to do with your journey you raise the bar yeah. and then somebody will say hey that's the bar i want to raise it higher mm-hmm. great keep raising it higher and then as 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 dirk was saying when you see these european players now luca yanis also has done incredibly well 
you know, they just, you know, they just, you see, you're, you're proud to see you're that. You're proud, yeah. I know you're proud to see that. You want them to do well. You want them to, to keep raising the bar, you know. Hopefully, you know, now, uh, obviously Jokic has won the championship with the Nuggets. Uh, Giannis has won a championship with the Bucks. We'll see if Luka can do that uh, with, you know, a lot of great players haven't won championships mm-hmm. in this in this game. It's hard to win it's a championship, tough, as, as Tony was saying. A lot of hard. things have to come together. Yeah. Um, you know, Dirk has played many seasons. We played many seasons. <laughs> many. So have, he's won one. <laughs> you know, I won two. He's won four. Um, it, it's hard, right? You have to have great teammates. You know, everything has to come together that season. Um, so, so again, it's uh, it's not so much about it's about have you done. You know, extraordinary. Have you raised the bar? Have you done your best? Have you inspired others? Have you opened doors? That's why I, I always give a little extra for the guys that came before us when things were not, you know, uh, so normal for European players to be in this league, uh, to be respected, to, you know, to fight through a lot of biases potentially too that had they probably had to fight, you know. So we kind of benefited from those guys that did that work um, before us. And now hopefully the guys feel, the current guys feel like we have contributed for them to have the, the, the life and the opportunity that they have. So that's, that's what I like. For, for you, is it, is it weird, like as an American perspective, to go in the Hall of Fame with three Europeans, you know, like the you ever I'm the minority at this like, table. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like as you not because I watched the documentary, you know, the Redeem team and congrats to that. It was an unbelievable documentary. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Like Wow, you was good with it. I was great, great with it. I was so happy. I was so. That was, <laughs> was, was my favorite. Was the marketing? Scene. I was one of the marketing yeah. tools in the documentary. I was like, I was the key. I was, the key. I, was the key. I was, I was right there. Yeah, you're important, bro. Thank oh yeah, I moved up. <laughs> But, uh, like, like in your perspective, you know, and as you, as an American, and I know because of my dad is American, I know how proud Americans are to be the best, you know, in basketball and to show that the best. Like, uh, how do you feel like um, like about European basketball the way it is now, and and having uh, a lot of top players there, Europeans? Uh, uh, what you think and how you feel about that? Uh, that's a great question. Um, can you tell by the way he has a podcast too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, okay. definitely, I can tell. <laughs> can yeah. tell. <laughs> three years, too. three years around. He's a, he's a vet at this. <laughs> um, I actually I've never thought of thought of it in that way. Um, you know, I I think it's 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 just so amazing for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, to to look at it and say, you know, obviously we, it's 12 of us, you know, going into the Hall of Fame, but you know, out of the guys in the NBA, that three out of four are international players. I mean, that just shows how amazing this game is, and for for any kid in the world, it just you know it shows that what can be accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all play this game because we love it, but then at some point, the baton got passed to us to make it bigger than us, right? To make it bigger than to to make the game bigger, and you guys are making the game bigger. And so for me to be on this platform together, um, I'm honored, you know, because, you know, of how great y'all are. To me, it doesn't matter where, where you're from, you know, where you play. We know the journey to be great. And so mm-hmm. I never thought of it in that way. I'm just honored to be in, in the same breath as, um, as, the, as the greatness that's around this table. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Amen. Um, amen. Amen. <laughs> you know. Seriously. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Y, that's code Y, W-H-Y, for new customers to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings, 
the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Wade today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Wade. So... As athletes, you know, we, we always um, are asked questions about our motivation, right? Like, what's your motivation? And sometimes we like, our family is our motivation and this is our motivation. Do you guys feel like throughout our journeys, do you feel like your motivation comes from the pain, like painful losses? Or do your motivation come from joy? Like, where do you, where do you, where's your motivation source as an athlete? Where do it come from? Pal, I'll go with you first. Okay. Um, to me, it's it's really, you know, kind of the challenge, uh, the grind that it takes. You know, trying to be exceptional, trying to do something special with with our life. Yeah. Um, kind of take advantage of an opportunity that you've been kind of given, but then you had to work for yeah. and earn everything about it. Um, so that's kind of where it comes from. Obviously, you want to utilize uh, the pain, the struggle, the losses, the defeats, uh, the shortcomings, the rejection, and all that. Um, you know, we can think of growing up as a kid, and you're the lanky, tall kid, skinny kid that everybody kind of makes fun of and points out and stuff like that. And then that turned out into a freaking blessing and an advantage uh, in my life, yeah. you know? And um, not so much that, you know, who's laughing now, but it's like, <laughs> hey, it's like, you know, it's, life is, life is good. And then you you take advantage of that. Um, and, um, and then obviously you revert to your family and you want to pass it along and you want to benefit your families and, and, and don't take stuff for granted, you know, because everything can be gone quickly. Um, so so from, from that standpoint, you just try to embrace your journey and maximize it. Yeah, Tony. I mean, you've you've been in the finals how many times? I mean, how many five finals? times. Five times, and you won four. Did you did you pull motivation from the four wins, or did you pull motivation from the one loss? A lot of people they always ask me, "What's your favorite championship?" And I always say 2014, and they're like, "Not 2007 when you were MVP." I'm like, "No, 2014 is my favorite because the way we lost against you guys." Um, 2013, the way we lost when we were up five with 28 seconds. And I can see the rope. I can see the trophy coming and Pop is speaking. I don't even know what Pop was saying. I was already thinking about what I was going to do with that trophy and stuff like that. I was like, I, was like, I don't know what he was saying. Was like, and, and the way that it happens so fast, you know, yeah. with Ray Allen shot, obviously, and then you won in game seven. Man, that summer... It was so long that summer. Yeah. It was so long. And it's funny because that summer, um, I played with the national team every summer and I was still chasing that gold medal because of this guy. Still didn't win a gold medal. And in 2013, after losing to you guys, I was like, really, it was really hard for me to get motivated and to go play for the national team. So I told the coach, like, I don't think I'm going to play this summer, you know. 
And and he was like, you sure? And blah, blah. And 48 hours after, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to be stronger than that mentally. Like everything happens for a reason, you know, like we can't, like I can't like not go, you know. And so I decided to go. And that year we win the gold medal. And I was that close to not go, you know, that summer to go. Go win Some you've been medal. chasing your whole life. Exactly. You were, you were not And we do went it. that summer. You we went won. that summer. And then, so I arrived at training camp. I was so happy because I was <laughs> a gold medal. You know, I was like, I was happy, you know. And I go back to the Spurs. They were still thinking about, you know, our loss yeah, against you guys. Mm-hmm. And so we start training camp. Pop, the first uh, first practice, we go to film. He puts the last uh, four minutes of game six, the last four minutes of game seven. Mm. So I was like, we're going through <laughs> again mm, the whole that's, thing. That's cool. But me, I had so much energy that I built from the summer that I, I carried it the whole season, you know, because I was like, we can't finish our career and people is going to remember us like we lost in 13. Like, uh, can we can't finish like that, you know? And I think the character that we showed in 2014 and the way that we played is because of that loss that I think we played the best Spurs basketball, in my opinion, uh, in the, our, my whole career. The way we moved the ball and, and the beautiful game and all that kind of stuff, it cre- got created because of that. And so for me, like motivation, it can come from big losses or like you said, your family. Like me growing up, uh, we grew up with nothing. Uh, it definitely creates, you know, motivation to when people say, oh, you're too small, you're too skinny, you will never make it uh, uh, from France. Uh, you know, you have to put it in perspective. You know, back then it was like not a lot of Europeans, you know, so people were super negative, you know. And so I used that as motivation to give my whole family a, a better life and, and try to make it. Yeah. Dirk? Well, I think at the beginning, it's just uh, the love for the sport, the love for the game, and you're excited and working out, and then you come in the league, and, you know, you want to establish yourself. It's all fun. We had a fun style. Then you make your first all-star game. Uh, so that all motivated me, and then uh, then it was, i got to say, the losses. You know, I had to – once you establish yourself, you know, there's really only one goal always. That was winning the championship. Once, once you have a few all-star games, you've done all the individual stuff – the goal was every year to win the championship and every year, year after year, we fall short. In 06, we're this close, we fall short. And so then in 07, which was even more frustrating to me, my MVP year, we won win almost 70 games and we lose in the first round. I was, I was almost so embarrassed that I let the, my teammates down the city and I didn't, I didn't really feel like leaving my house. And, but at the end of the day, after these tough losses, um, you know, after a few weeks, you're like, okay, what do I have to do? You know, you look in the mirror, okay, I wasn't great in final stages or whatever. Now I got to get better. I got to work on my game. I got to uh, add something for next year. I got to be a better closer. I got to do this. So to me, it was, but I didn't, I didn't win four. So, I mean, I couldn't draw anything out of, out of happy times. I had to, had to draw uh, motivation out of the frustration, out of the, uh, out of the tough times. And so all these losses uh, every year kind of helped me to, to always push me and, and work hard in the summer, only take a few weeks off, then go back in the gym uh, in, in Germany and, and go back in the lab and, and play German national team and, and uh, eventually that worked out for me in 2011. Did you always believe? Like uh, you <sighs> yeah, had a I mean, time like you were not going to make it? Uh, yeah, win I mean, a championship you know, the, the in the Germans are m- more negative. I, you know, you I, know fe- I, I felt bad for you in 2007. Oh, like, yeah, like usually, time. like you know, you look at uh, other teams. You like uh, everybody's got their own problems. But <laughs> 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 I felt bad for you. Know, you honestly, <laughs> I was watching the games and they were on fire. Yeah, Golden they they were on. I mean, Yo, that was crazy. It was crazy. And, and Baron and, Davis and, made a buzzer beater from half court almost every game. I felt bad. Gotta be kidding me. They were. They were hot. But so in '06 we had the tough loss, and in '7 we felt like we had. The Spurs were always our big brother. You guys always beat us. And, like, we finally got to figure out, okay, we've beaten the Spurs a little bit. This is fun. I think, that <laughs> I think we went, like, three and one against you guys. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. we, 
we're, we got this this year. This is our year. <laughs> you know, we learned from 06 and this is our year. And then we ran in the hottest team you can imagine. And they were a matchup nightmare for us. Obviously, we were tall, me, damp. We weren't the most, you know, the quickest guys. And they would play Monte Ellis at the five. I mean, I was like, what is happening here, right? They <laughs> were like small they ball. They were running yeah. around yeah, with like Nelly. Like the beginning of small ball. Yeah, right? very early. Because, you know, things. Nelly was their coach and he knew exactly how to play. Push me one way, won a spot, and they were already three guys swarming me i couldn't even get my shots off and they were i mean they knew exactly how to beat us and they were hot and so uh that was that was one of the most frustrating losses but you, of my but career. you never but you never lost faith though, though. You, i mean you, at you, the end of the day you know the germans that's what i was going to say there they're always a little negative so i think it's normal to have some doubts but you know you you, you work through it there's no other option you, you're frustrated for a couple of weeks and then you you know, after a couple of weeks of not touching the ball and frustration, you know, you get the tingling back and, and excitement and, okay, it's uh, time to show that the doubters, you can do it. And uh, I kept uh, I kept working and, at and it. And that's why you never know when it's going to come because I yeah. didn't think you were going to win in 2011 and that's when you win. Yeah, exactly. You know, after 06, I'm like, I, did, I took 06 hard, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I'm just entering my prime. We just made the finals. We had a great shot of winning it all. We're looking good against the Spurs matchup-wise. So I'm like, oh, we're going to be there for years to come now. We're, we're good. And then 07 happens. Then 08 already started to go down. We make the, the trade for Jay Kidlick. So, you know, we're, we're barely making the playoffs. So uh, you can never take it for granted when you're on a good team. Uh, that's winning. Uh, you just want to kind of put your ego to the side because you never know. I mean, in, within one year, everything can change. So uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, look at the Mavs. Just the last few years, we went to Western Conference Finals two years ago, and last year we didn't even make the playoffs. So it's it's a it's a wild ride, and and you got to enjoy while while you have a good team. And uh, but it's uh, it's it's hard at times for sure. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Y. That's code Y, W-H-Y, for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you but consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the u.s that's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of new york los angeles and chicago combined even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Um, I'm going to, I had another question, but let's stay in 2006. Oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I got to go. <laughs> I feel like it's, we own it. Let's, let's stay in 2006. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to 11 later. Okay. Let's stay in 2006. <laughs> when did you feel this series slipping away? Because you guys were up 2-0. Y'all were in control. You were up 13 in game three. When did you feel the series slipping away? Yeah, I mean, in that, in that moment, honestly, you guys have, you guys stepped up uh, the pressure there. You know, everything was a little harder. You know, the denies, the, the defense stepped up. And, and I felt like we just never responded to that. Um, and then when, when game three slipped away, we're like, oh, we're good. We're good. Uh, and then we come game four and we just completely get blown out. So uh, that's when obviously we, the panic button was, was pushed. But um, I don't think we had the experience. We had, you know, the, the toughness at the time to, to really respond, honestly. And you guys, I mean, you played unbelievable and, and you guys had great role players making shots. So uh, that was that was super tough, but yeah, it was definitely there in, in Game Three. We uh, we had everything under control, and um, but you guys stepped it up, and and we never found a way to to stop the bleeding and respond, and we didn't have the the experience for it, and uh, that was uh, that was a tough one, I gotta say. How did you feel about me in two thousand six? <laughs> Well, there wasn't a lot of love there, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of love there. Um, I think there were just things said on both sides uh, that weren't appreciated. Um, I think you took offense to, and I said we kind of gave them the championship, which is which I would have probably taken offense to because uh, you worked extremely hard. You played your butt off and carried them. Um, yeah, I came back and, swinging in the media. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> even, even weeks later, or, or maybe I said something at the training camp the following year, and, and I remember in, in the next year, and I've already moved on, obviously, uh, some reporter comes up to me and shoot around me like, hey, did you see what Dwayne said? And I was like, what? This is like months now later. He's like, yeah, you weren't a finisher, you weren't a leader. And I'm like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. So I didn't appreciate that, of course, but now – 20, almost 20 years later, I see where both sides were, were just not happy with, with how that whole thing went down. Um, but honestly, I say this all the time. There can't always be friendships during the highest level of competition. I mean, it's just not how it works. We are, we're, I'm old school. I always wanted to win. Um, but there was, uh, there was no love lost there at, at the beginning. And I remember... And the 07, the All-Star game was in, in Vegas. Yep. And I think mm. we were the only two All-Stars ever on record to not shake hands uh, <laughs> pregame. So there was definitely, yeah, there was definitely some, some cold times. Uh, and mind you, we've never had a conversation to this point. Exactly. We've never talked. No, we never talked and about it's, it. And it shows you the power of the media. And yeah. and how they you know they came back to me and they said well Dirk said this I was like oh really well <laughs> watch this well watch <laughs> this and then Dirk said and then Dwayne said this and and, yeah. and then now it goes and now you don't even talk to each other we're the yeah. we're the biggest stage in our game wow. right we're, the, yeah. we're two of the best players in our game and we don't even know how to just forget that yeah. move on and you know because because we played each other at the highest and that was a very intense and emotional yeah, emotional sure. series and then the the after effect yeah. was. You know, was a lot. So, yeah, yeah. it's part part of the competition. Is, is, so, as so. you guys, you know, you've we've seen rivalries throughout the, the history of the game. You know, with the Magic and Bird. You know, where they hated each other, and they, you know, and then they became friends later on, whatever it might be. You know, yeah. uh, Larry Bird presented Magic Johnson to the Hall right, of Fame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's just it's exactly. part of the game. At the end of the end, we all want to win. You know, and we hate losing. And there's tensions in the competition here at the moment. You know, it's going to be you, it's going to be me, yeah. you know, and it's, it's tough to kind of separate, you know, okay, now we're all good. Let's go to have grab dinner, 
you know, after yeah. I'm trying to, you know, chop your head off, you know, in the game. <laughs> uh, and then the media obviously does what they do. And then, um, you know, and that's what it is at the highest stages even more. Yeah. So, uh, so it's just part of, part of the deal. But, yeah. you know, that's the beauty also about this moment, you know. Yeah. Uh, all the competition is behind, behind us, us now. right? Yeah. We can just share... You know, we're just four happy Laugh fellas just yeah. enjoying, Laugh about it. right? And then it's it's, it's humbling. Yeah, it's good so to be able to yeah. obviously even talk about it and, like you said, laugh about it and understand that that's that's a, that's a moment. Mm -hmm. And now we sit here at another yeah. moment where we all exactly. are we attached forever, even though we already were. We played each other twice right. in the finals. Got one, got right. one. Played right. each other twice. Got one, got one. My brother Cole, et cetera. Right. So right. it is good to be able to be in this moment and have these microphones and be able to tell our own story and talk mm -hmm. about it our own way. Mm -hmm. um, sure. So I'm going to stay on Dirk. Dirk, I'm going to... So everybody, I'm going to... I'm passing these iPads around. Every guy will get one. It would be one picture. They will look at it themselves and then I will ask them to show it to camera and then we would talk about it. So Dirk, can you look at this? And then I swear I'm going to move on to the next person after this. Yeah, okay. I remember this. I remember this. Uh, can you show the cameras, please? Yeah, so this is uh, this is LeBron and uh, my guy D-Wade. What are we doing? Fake, fake coffin uh, in the 2011 finals. Um, How childish was that moment? Peter? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, so I was sick for that game four, and then I ended up not seeing this until after game four. So I saw this uh, before game five, I believe. Um, I, I didn't appreciate it. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Politic, political you can, you can see your sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Um, it's, it's just... To me, it felt a little disrespectful. Um, I felt like I, I've never had to fake an injury. I never had to fake a, uh, an illness to to show anything. You know, I uh, I wanted. You know, I didn't feel well that day. I had a little fever, and and really that was it. So, uh, I th I thought it was it was childish, and I think it was childish. I, I, I think I I, <laughs> I think I said it but, uh, that one of the press conference. But at the end of the day, that didn't add to the motivation. You know, yeah. honestly. I was at this point. We're game five. We're two games away of my dream from my reaching my dream, which were in '06. We were two games away, so I really didn't want this to be a big distraction for me. And I think even Coach Carlisle addressed it. I said, "Listen, there's this video came out. We're not speaking about it as a team. We're gonna stay into our business, and we we're here to win one or two more games. You know, we're not." This is not going to sidetrack us, and and that's that's real. I felt it. So I went in the press conference. I said I didn't like it. I thought it was childish. But other than that, I think I, that I kind of left it at that. I think some of the '06 things set deeper. Uh, that that bothered me a little more. Um, but now we can laugh about it. Yeah, um, we didn't like like you said. It was kind of one of those things that happened. You don't know what it's going to become. And I remember walking down the hallway, and we were coming out of shoot around. And I think at this point, we're up 2-1. We we lost, You guys came back, that amazing comeback in Miami, game two. But we came to Dallas and we won game three. So now, in, my, in our minds, we ain't controlling it. We supposed to be up 3-0. And so all the talk back to us is, well, Dirk is sick. Dirk hand is this. Dirk is this. So we like... Like, you know, I think in, in a sense, like in a moment of being young and, and having a, a one of those moments, it was like, oh, he's sick <laughs> and did like a fake cough mm. and boom, it went everywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? And then in our mind, we were tired of hearing about Dirk. We like, we're up 2-0. Why y'all keep talking about him being sick or his hand is this or that? And so it became, I think, bigger. But then once you look at it, you're like, okay, that was that was a moment, a childish moment that was caught on camera yeah. um, that you wish you can grab that moment back. But at the same time, knowing it didn't have any bearings on the series yeah. like it wasn't going to make you a greater player you were already great <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean but yeah so I just wanted to yeah no, I'm glad we're talking never heard us is, talk about it and there yeah, we go I'm glad this is all out I'm yeah. liking it I'm liking it <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have had these conversations a long time ago yeah yeah I didn't know about that I didn't know about that we you know oh really I mean not really no 
I was on oh, vacation somewhere. I did, yeah. You know, once <laughs> you're, on once, once you're yeah. done with your season, for the most part, <laughs> you know, you're trying to disconnect. You don't want to watch that sh- stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know, where you, you wish you were, you were, but you're right. not there. You're somewhere else. You know, and especially for us in 11, where we, we just came from winning back-to-back and we lost to them in and, and the conference semis and stuff. Or, or I wasn't going to watch you guys going at it where I wish my team was at the time, so I wasn't paying any any attention to to it at that point. Oh six, you don't remember how we lost? Oh six. Remember how we lost? Oh. We lost against the Mavericks, game seven, our home. We up three with ten seconds to go. We supposed to play you guys in the finals. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Until Dirk goes to the basket, Manu, oh, yeah. Manu fouls him, and line. Pop said ten times in the timeout, "Don't foul anybody. If he goes, lay it up. We don't care. We have, we have we free throws. Have, yes. you know, we have three. Does, doesn't matter." And Manu went to I don't know why. <laughs> Try to block his shot. Goes <laughs> to M one. <laughs> And then we lose in overtime. Wow. Dude. So, yeah, I didn't see that because I was <laughs> still mad. <laughs> exactly. I was still mad. I'm like, why Manu went to exactly. block uh, Dirk? We don't care. <laughs> we let don't let care. Dirk dunk. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. But you're right. We all do get into our, you know, we worry about ourselves. But I think for, for Dirk and I, and I'm thankful that on my podcast and my first episode, we were able to have a conversation that, like we didn't, like I said, me and Dirk didn't even have a lot of conversations until recently, like because of what was portrayed through the media or what you know actions. And so, it's good to be able to have that, that cool. conversation. So nice. I appreciate it's great. you. Great, nice. Yeah, great. Great. Tony, I have Oops. a picture for you. Okay. Mm. All right. So we played each other in the finals in 2013 and 2014. We both yes. got the best of each other. So when you look at this photo, tell me what is the f- tell me what was going through your mind. <laughs> at the moment when all these things was happening? Because it happened so fast. So fast. So in this picture. So that's the Ray Allen shot in game six in the corner. And Tony Parker closed out. I'm short. He closed out short. He closed out short. <laughs> okay, so like you said, it happened so fast yeah. that I came so fast to him that I was trying to not to foul him. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Pop is going to kill me if I foul him. Because <laughs> we were up three. Yeah. So I try to do the best I can to contest one of the best shooters in our league. And he made a hell of a shot going backwards. And every time I look at it, I'm like, man, how did, how did he, he make, make that, that shot? Because <laughs> I came fast on him and, and he could have like, Try to be scared too because I came so fast. I almost fouled him. And it was just one of the best shots uh, in the NBA history. Yeah. And uh, when you, as you know, you have to say in the US, they say a uh, good defense, a uh, better offense. But yeah, that was better offense. <laughs> look at your eyes. That's you see what, your eyes? What, yeah, what are you hoping, doing? Please don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> please don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> You're begging, like, please don't. Oh, yeah. Please don't. Oh, yeah. I was hoping so bad. <laughs> uh, so just a, Ray Allen. Uh, he and I don't know if you guys heard the story, but after practice, Ray Allen would always sit on his butt um, on the block, and he will backpedal to the three point line. And this was a drill that he did. And so, in this moment, the reason he was able to backpedal and get there and not worry about being out of bounds, getting his feet set without looking, was because he practiced it. After he did it after practice every day. Oh wow! And so it was that. amazing that. Everything happened, and it was Ray Allen. Because if it was me, that would have been a whole different shot. You know what I mean? And it was he would have driven Allen. left. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put a charge. I didn't charge you. I came right at you. And so it's crazy that it was so Ray Allen. Pra- practice that on, he, off on his, his butt, butt. Go backwards. Get up. Go backwards without and to continue. To, it's repetition, right? He he did it every day, and I, I heard oh, he even wow. did it in Boston. And so oh, wow. this is probably the only time he got a chance to take that shot. That's crazy. Oh, and everything turned into a championship. It turned into a championship. Happens for a reason. Oh, yeah. Wow. Crazy. No crazy. So. Crazy story. So as you guys will see and also hear, some of these conversations, they do go a bit long. And so we have to separate them within parts. Some go one hour, some go three hours. And so we have a part one and we also have a part two. So we're going to cut it off right here on part one. But part two will be out very soon. So please check your feed. It might already be there.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.